0: Boris Johnson. Well, not Boris Johnson so much as what comes next after Boris Johnson is no longer the Prime Minister of Great Britain. As we know, he has resigned, but he's still there. He's he's taking the Jason Kenny resignation uh, style. He's resigned, but he's going to stay on until a new leader has been selected. So we still have Johnson for a while. Um, they did outline some of the details as to how the leader will be selected there, but. Um, Various MPs, I think already a dozen MPs have sort of hinted that they may be interested in replacing him. Now, love him or hate him, Johnson uh, always was a larger-than-life figure in British politics. There's no two ways about it. He was a leading voice uh, in NATO's response to Russia. He was a big deal in both the G7 and the G20. Of course, his departure is going to mean a change in things on the global stage, and it could have some effects on Canada as well. So let's go through that a little bit. We're going to chat now with Jeremy Kinsman distinguished fellow, the Canadian International Council, and a former Canadian High Commissioner to the UK. Mr. Kinsman, thank you so much for joining us today. I appreciate your time. Well, thanks, Jay. Eh? Let's start with mm-hmm. Johnson's uh, various roles on the world stage, you know, going back to his time as Mayor of London and an MP and all the rest. He's always been a larger-than-life figure, hasn't he?
1: Yeah, he's a showman. I yeah. mean, he's a showman. He... Uh Uh, I used to uh, spend quite a lot of time in his uh, riding of Henley, you know, where the rowing regattas go on. And uh, he was truly, uh, truly loved uh, by by his amused electorate. (laughs) I mean, he's great at connecting to people. And he did that on the world stage. Uh, You guys in media, uh, you uh, went for him because he was always newsworthy. He always had a good line, a good joke, a quip, a quote. And uh, that, I think, more than anything uh, that he said, was uh, what made him so prominent.
0: I think you're absolutely right. Uh, Media loves a character when it comes to politicians, and uh, he was that, if nothing else. Um, Now, like I said, there's a lengthy list of potential replacements, up to a dozen I've seen. Um, And and the one thing they all have in common at this point in the race is they aren't Boris Johnson. So we're going to see a change in leadership style, aren't we?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, some are uh, more not for boris johnson and others uh, some are running as i'm not boris johnson and uh a few others are running as uh i i stick up for boris johnson i'm continuity but th- the fact is none of them are boris johnson and that for most of people in the party is good news because he became a liability yeah you know his uh his his popularity uh diminished considerably when his personal i guess i'd call them failings uh began to show up and uh, undermine confidence in his leadership and and so he began to circle the drain and uh and everybody then began to sort of lick their lips this has been going on for months and so these people haven't just come out of the shadows yeah. as as a, an immediate whim they've been thinking about it for months you
0: know and a lot of his uh his problems and the issues that he dealt with, of course, were, you know, in the UK. When you take a look at his role on the world stage, he was sort of maybe even the loudest voice when it came to the situation with Russia and Ukraine. I know the people of Ukraine very disappointed that he's no longer uh, leading the UK. They, they, they see him as a friend and an ally. Do you think um, Britain's stance on the world stage may change with Johnson not there?
1: No, I think he'll there'll be less profile. I mean, his was the loudest voice on uh, such affairs for two reasons, basically, uh, Shay. One is that since Brexit, you know, Britain's been trying to forge a kind of the, the so-called global Britain profile for the country, which means it's got to compete out there with a loud voice. I mean, Britain's just another country now. Uh, the size of, 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 of France or Italy, smaller than Germany, so it's got to make it's got to make some waves to get some attention. And on Ukraine, uh, I'm not questioning at all the sincerity of his commitment. He was uh, very prominent because he expressed the emotion uh, that that leads people like ourselves to be behind Ukraine in a way that kind of validated the the, the confidence of, of Ukrainians themselves. And they're going to miss that emotional pull. But he did it repeatedly, not just because he believed it, but because he was desperately trying to change the conversation in Britain away from the things that people had against the way he was governing. And so, you know, does it make any difference uh, on the world stage? No, Uh, not really. Uh, Britain is going to be as uh, pro Ukraine, uh, as, uh, uh, you know, as keen. On 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 trying to conserve Western uh, unity and solidarity, a, a, as as probably any uh, anybody else, uh, uh, but but you know it's not going to make a big difference.
0: How would you characterize Canada UK relations under Johnson?
1: Well, I guess they, they, they're okay. Uh, I, you know, the, one of the tendencies I noticed when I was there uh, is there's a, there's a what do I say? An impulse uh, to overplay the American card in Britain, uh, on a particularly on the part of conservative politicians and, and the, uh, not that this diminishes Canada, but when they look to North America, you know, they, they, they look to the United States because that's the way they leverage, uh, their influence. It's the way they've always done it since the second world war. And, and, um, and so Johnson did that big time. I mean, he, uh, uh, and, and I, 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 our relations are always good. They're mm-hmm. always professional. Um, we have a lot going on. We have less trade and economic consequence than we ought to. They're forty three 43% dependent on the EU, despite all the brouhaha about Brexit. That's where their money is. Um, and Canada, Canada's we're trusted. And you know, it's funny. I'll tell you a story. I mean, when I, I was there, I was kind of offended, uh, by the extent to which Canada was viewed through kind of an ex-colonialist lens, you know, uh, except uh, that bit by bit Canadians began to take over things out of sheer competence. I mean, we had a Canadian, uh, Mark Carney, who ran the Bank of England. Somebody even ran the, the, the uh, uh, Royal Mail uh the 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 British Lawn Tennis Association. And increasingly, you know, as Britain was kind of in Brexit chaos, Canada seemed to be a, a place where things actually got done. That may surprise some of you, but that's how it seemed, and that's good news. Uh,
0: basically I guess uh When it comes down to it, we shouldn't expect too much change. Like you say, we don't ever really seem to have a whole lot of drama between Canada and the U.K., regardless of who's in leadership positions on either side of the pond. We seem to have a pretty stable relationship.
1: Yes, I think that's true. I I think that uh, fundamentally, uh, and it's been going on for a long time, Canadians and the British uh, trust each other. Yeah. I'm talking about you know at the upper governmental levels. I mean there have been some uh, snits uh, between prime ministers, uh, between uh, Pierre Trudeau and Margaret Thatcher. Mulroney got along with her famously. Uh, Jean Chrétien was uh, always did very very well there. But at the beginning, I remember Tony Blair sort of thought, "Who is this old guy?" I mean, do I have to pay attention to him? He learned. He did. And, and I think that's what you always learn, is that Canada and Britain do, uh, at the end of the day, rely on each other. Uh, we talk pretty much uh, the same language, not just literally, but I think in terms of values, you know. Yeah. It's interesting. Can I make one point? Sure. In these, this race uh, today, it's, uh, they've got a file today, and the first ballot of MPs, the 358 Conservative MPs, is tomorrow. It's very interesting that some of the leading, leading contenders are people who are British, absolutely, uh, but they're the children of immigrants from South Asia. There's one woman uh, whose uh, parents came from Nigeria. It's a very different face of Britain, you're seeing today. And you know what? It's one that looks a lot like Canada. Mm-hmm.
0: Interesting, interesting analogy. Jeremy, great insight. Thank you so much for joining us. I really appreciate you your time.